Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Then hey there, welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is I love that new theme music, don't you? <laughs> this is Songs and Stories. I kind of listen to it and then I forget I'm supposed to start talking. Uh, this is Songs and Stories, episode number 120. Thank you for joining me and us today, wherever you might be, wherever you found this on the interwebs or off the radio or spit to your iPod or on my website. Thank you for joining us and giving us about half an hour of your time. Uh, If you're new to Songs and Stories, you'll know that this is a regular podcast where I get to talk to other songwriters about what they do and sometimes about what I do, but more more often than not, the focus is and should be on them. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking to somebody who I've listened to for a long time and never had a chance to really sit and visit with her. In fact, this is one of those interviews where it took over a year of phone calls and email and are you in town? Can we meet? Yeah, no, either my schedule worked or didn't work or hers didn't. But we finally sat down and met uh, a few weeks ago. Audrey Ald, a a singer, songwriter, originally from Tasmania, who now lives in Nashville with her husband, her dogs and her chickens. And you'll hear all about them um, shortly. She's a one of those what I call a triple threat. She's a great singer, a great songwriter, and she's a great entertainer. So it's not just somebody who writes nice songs, but you go to a show, you're thoroughly entertained, and it's just it's, it's a wonderful kind of cool thing, which is why we do this podcast. Uh, Audrey uh, has a, a brand new CD out called like, actually a couple of projects out. Uh, the first one is called Resurrection Moon, and it's a twenty track. I believe it's twenty track compilation of mostly previous released songs from her last four solo records. If you read the information on our website, and actually if you listen to the interview, that was we talk about the fact that no one's really sure where CDs are going in the next few years in the wake of MP3s and download cards and everything else that's kind of shifting around. Um, so she wanted to find a way to really put everything onto at least one last big CD. So it's a sort of a recent greatest hits along with a couple of new tracks you'll hear a little bit about that in a couple of minutes um she also has a new ep out to commemorate commemorate i'm so good with english woody guthrie's 100th birthday and it's called wood it's a five track cd which you can get online and i'll put the links in the podcast for that you can also go to audreyall.com so we're going to hear a couple of uh tracks from each of those releases then talk to her about it was really going to be a chat about you know her recent projects, which we'll get to, but then we ended up talking about, again, where music is at now, where it might go, and how no one's really sure how the, the shakedown from the record industry and CDs and drop cards and MP3s, where it's all kind of kind of end up. And we're all kind of wondering, especially those of us that write songs and pay money to record music and hopefully sell enough to keep doing this. So it was a, it was a really good chat. We visited at K-Pig Radio here in Freedom, California, Recently, and it was during their Sunday morning live show, Please Stand By, which explains the drums you'll hear in the background as we talk. But uh, it was great to finally meet Audrey in person and sit and talk business for a while. So I think we'll get right to it. Uh, really quickly, if you're new to Songs and Stories, you can find out more about this podcast and my own stuff 
by going to michaelgather.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. Look for the blog entry for Songs of Stories number 120, and I'll put links back to Audrey's site, which is uh, A-U-D-R-E-Y-A-U-L-D.com. And that's how you get to all of that. So let's hear a couple of things off these two new projects. Let's hear... I'd Leave Me Too, which is a, sort of a, a nice, great tongue-in-cheek country song off the Resurrection Moon compilation. And then we'll hear a little bit of Oklahoma Dust off the Wood Project. And then we'll talk with Audrey Ald backstage at K-Pig Radio. So you're back. And by the door I know after tonight I won't see you anymore We've done all the crying We've talked it through And darling, I don't blame you Cause I'd leave me too Resurrection Moon, mm-hmm. which is your last, but you're also doing, you have this new Woody Guthrie album. You want to talk about that? You want to talk about Resurrection Moon? Yeah, Resurrection Moon is just a, like a retrospective album. I've yeah. got a lot of records and uh, really just didn't want to keep lugging them all around to, yeah. to gigs. So I thought I'll just put on the on one album the songs that I still play live. And, uh-huh. You know, I have, that I've endured with, with fans uh-huh. and uh, a couple of new songs. Uh-huh. And uh, so I just put that together this year. And the Wood CD is a, a little acoustic five-track 
handmade CD mm -hmm. um, that it was just in response to you know that it's Woody Guthrie's 100th birthday yeah. this year and I was playing at the Woody Guthrie Folk Festival as I do I have for the last eight years nice. and uh, and you know that we got a record player in our home and it's it's really changed our home mm -hmm. and uh, because you can hold them in your hand and mp3s are just nothing yeah you know they so I think it's contributed to the devaluation of music in people's minds because they don't they can't hold it in their hand and uh, so I just wanted to make a little handmade CD you know like I, I like the phrase I like the phrase handmade CD because you're right because I just did mine and a lot of people said well I'll wait till it's on iTunes which is great you mean you want the music that's but there's something about the tactile holding a record holding a CD I think we're yeah, I'm not. Lose. I'm not going to put it on iTunes. Yeah, I think there's enough up, enough stuff up there, and you know, and there's a lot going on. It can't continue that the fact that people want music for nothing. They don't want to pay for it, mm -hmm. but it costs so much to create yeah, that yeah. it can't continue. That it'll all fall down, and it is all falling down. Mm -hmm. So uh, until they figure out the laws. Mm -hmm. People are just going to keep on putting music up there for free, right? And yeah. uh, illegally, you know. I mean, it's stealing if you're downloading music without yeah. paying for it, unless you've been given it, given it by the artist. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I don't know. It's an inter interesting time in history, and yeah. in another fifty, hundred years, they'll have it figured out. <laughs> we'll we be, won't be around. Right, you know, right, whatever. Right. <laughs> I know. When I was, I think people tell me. I've, my friends kids well I, I got your music off one of these sharing services and it's mm. really good I'm thinking mm. well that's great but you know it cost me I'm thinking in my mm. mind it cost I'm, I'm glad you like my music but if you just get it off a file sharing service I'm never going to recoup my funds and do another one so it's it's an interesting time people keep saying the CD's dying but I think you could probably address if you're a touring artist I mean do you, do you sell download cards or do you sell physical yeah, CDs? Yeah I do have some download do cards you? But I don't. You How's know, the split between those? And but people still typically want something they could put in their car and take home on the way. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Download cards are a good way to give away music. Yeah. You know, like at the airport the other day, I got hit up by a Baptist preacher who was looking to convert me, and mm -hmm. uh, it was nice to just be able to give him. So here's here's my album, and I don't have to part with the CD, which costs a whole lot more than a download mm -hmm. card. And if he doesn't do it, doesn't matter. Right. But, uh, you know, he wrote to me later saying, oh, have you got a new fan, you know? <laughs> nice. You never know. It's nice to have it around. Yeah. 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 Same with, um, I've been doing, having good luck with Bandcamp, mm. you know, and just sending out, here's a link and a code. If you're not sure about somebody, yeah. you know, I, what I've been doing is, here's a link and a code, or I can send you a disc if you really want one. Yeah. And that way you kind of, if they want it, if they want it right then, you don't have to, you know, have the expense of mailing a CD. Yes. And, you know, so that's good. Yeah. yeah, but there's still the DJs that want to hold it in their hand, and uh, I understand that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. It's like because doing this this podcast and talk, it's nice getting just getting stuff at home to listen to. But sometimes you want the, you want to hold the thing and see the photographs and look at. The and it's there as a visual reminder that it exists, right? Because when it's just a text on a hard drive, yeah, you you're not reminded. And there's no image. I don't know. It's just a very different experience, isn't yeah. it? It is. It mm. is. Yeah. And I think you know, dragging files back and forth and making sure you don't put them in the wrong place. And like when you or you resync your iPod and you lose stuff because it was on your main hard drive and mm. th that kind of just ridiculous techie stuff. Mm, if you mm. get a CD, you can just go, okay, here it is. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm. 
Anyway, so um, so, so you come out here about once a year, West Coast? Yeah, I like to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to. Uh, I came out because I'm going to San Quentin prison on. That's been kind of, kind of a regular night. event for you too. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, I did a performance in 2006 for. Uh, because I would do shows for the Bread and Roses organization. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, so since then, I uh, just offered to come and do a writing workshop with inmates. And I'm, you know, I'm not a teacher or anything. I don't, I, I don't, I didn't have any experience in doing songwriting workshops. You know, like a yeah. lot of artists do right. that as, right, as right. weekend retreats or whatever. But um, I was just interested to kind of uh, spend some time with inmates and. Encourage them to express themselves and their experience, and mm -hmm. uh, so I've been doing that since two thousand and six, okay. and uh, it's really rewarding. You know, I, more and more, it's I appreciate how precious the time is that I have there because it's difficult to get in. Oh, I bet. And I think you know they're living in a very unique way, uh -huh. and uh, I, last time I was there, I said, "Your truth will set us all free if you can really express." yourself you know we we will all learn something from from mm -hmm. what you share with us and yeah. it's not always easy uh for them i think some some of the guys have never written anything yeah as a as a friend of mine who's a private investigator pointed out some of them have probably never had any positive feedback or encouragement so uh, it's nice to work with them and to read what they write is usually it's amazing <laughs> it's not fluffy, self-indulgent crap, you know, that, that a lot of songwriters put out. It's just really gritty, poetic, truthful yeah. stuff. And uh, I feel really honoured to be able to read it. And I take it home, and if it's working right, then I put it into, I create a song. Okay. Sometimes I've got a structure that I take to them. So it's, it's not about music theory. It's, mm -hmm. it's just very much about... Let's explore this question, or you mm -hmm. know, this topic, or so. Um, I've got a couple of songs out of it, and I'm I'm trying nice. to get a love song. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to get a love song, but you know, it's, you can't you can you can't make assumptions. You can't make assumptions that people have a mother. You know, you can't make assumptions that they have a good relationship with their father. Yeah. There are there are things that I would like to delve into, but but you know, if I've got fifteen guys in the room who are in San Quentin prison, then something yeah. has brought them there. Right. And uh, I just, you know, I'm very conscious of treading gently. Yeah. Because you don't know who they are. Right. You know. right. But I feel very safe. I feel very safe. Mm -hmm. And they're the same guys that come back and they really look forward to my return. So is it a similar group every year? Some. There are mm -hmm. some elements, some guys that are the same guys mm -hmm. and some are new. And, but they're all very well behaved and... Uh, uh, you know, they've told me they they look forward to my return, and you mm -hmm. didn't come at some point because I couldn't get in. You know, like if there's the swine flu, then the prison's locked down, or yeah. someone misbehaves, there's a lockdown. So, mm. you know, and kind of what you're doing with them, it's almost like songwriting at its core. It's just expressing yourself, what's going on inside mm. your head, get it out in, in some kind of a lyric form, and let's not worry about tunings and chords and. Yeah, I bring yeah. them. I will play them the idea that I've got for how I'd like this like song. Like here's maybe a melody how you might wrap this around it, but then yeah. it's really what they're thinking and feeling and writing. Yeah, but but not therapy. I do try to keep it focused that yeah. it's lyrics and it's a, you know that there are there's poetry and you know color and the seasons and and 
poetic license, and I mm-hmm. do try to keep it uh, so that it is there. It is an art form, mm-hmm. uh, and some of them are really great writers. You know, mm-hmm. there are songwriters in there, yeah. so they come with their stuff, and we pass the guitar, nice. play some songs, and have a laugh. You know, yeah, yeah, very cool, <laughs> very cool. So, what's your writing process? I mean, it's kind of the open. Do you do you write every day? Do you write when inspiration comes to you? Do you just kind of keep a notepad handy, or is it sort of a mix of everything? Yeah, I tend to. I'm not structured. Like, there are a lot of people in Nashville who do the nine to five. You know, yeah. they get with other people and they want a hit record, and that's that's a. I respect that absolutely. Um, but I, I think I decided a long time ago that I would really honour the muse and uh, go with whatever was coming. And so it's there. I mean, I think you're tuned in all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever someone, if you say something. Or if somebody says something, you kind of go, oop, you know, your little yeah, Eavesdropping thing. is great. <laughs> or even, yeah, even like an inverted eavesdropping, in. yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's sort of going on, You're, I think you're a songwriter all the time. And I tend to use my phone these days. There's a little voice recorder on the iPhone. It's great. Yeah. I just put notes into that. Yeah, mine fills up on the road. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always bad. I interviewed Mary Gaucher about a year and a half ago. And she said, you know, even when I'm not writing, I'm always a songwriter. It's the same, exact same thing. Just yeah. kind of being tuned in to... Full time. Yeah. It's got to be... And, yeah, it's at the forefront of your mind all the time. And and I think once you become conscious of that necessity of it, of it being at the forefront, once you become conscious of that, then it, it, it stays that way. Yeah. I, over the years... You're always a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I can be writing emails and I'll write something and I think, ooh, that's, it. you know, it blurted out to like my, my I wrote something to my brother once and I thought, I can't really say that to him, but that would really work well in a song. Yeah. You know? That's a good lyric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes <laughs> everywhere. I posted that there was this goofy Facebook game like, you know, write, write down, you post this, write down the, the first word you think of and how we met. So my friends wrote all these like, you know, Hey, pig with nickel open, and and then all of a sudden somebody wrote back and they go, "Are you going to write a song about this? All these single words, how I met people." And I'm like, I hadn't thought of it, but it's a really good idea. You know, they come from everywhere. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. so back on your Woody Guthrie, is it a is it a I, I know is it a covers CD? Is it a mix no, of your own? No, it's my songs. Yeah. No, I just uh, I just woke up one morning with a song called One Hundred Candles, mm-hmm. which was. For his birthday, uh-huh. and uh, and I already had a song called Woody that I wrote some time ago, put mm-hmm. on another album, and I had written a song Oklahoma Dust. I wrote in a in a the, um, the Gilcrease Museum in Tulsa, which is a, a, a museum uh, for the American Indian, mm-hmm. and uh, Bound for Glory, which we sent on the radio now, is uh, you know I mean his book's called Bound for Glory, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great book. Yeah. Um, and Poverty Line, which is a song I wrote a while ago, which is a, a Woody Guthrie type song. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's quite a political person. So um, that's all. And uh, I just wanted something to to have at the festival and to honour him in mm-hmm. his hundredth year. And yeah, you know, it's a big year. Yeah, I know a lady in the, in an Oklahoma hotel. She goes, "Oh, it's lovely when people live that long." <laughs> 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 How'd you respond? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I, I kind of got that flabbergasted, but, like, you know, and she went, oh, you know, she, she understood. Yeah, it took me a second, too. It's I like, thought, don't worry about it, you know. But, but, but yeah. She's in Oklahoma. It's like, geez. Anyway. Mm. 
And how warm was it in Oklahoma when you were down there? Because it was recently. It was actually not as warm as it has been. Yeah. You know, with all the... We've been... Nashville's just been... It's been so hot, there's been no humidity. You know, really? It's just like boiled it off or something? Yeah, yeah, I think when it gets over... It was 107 or 109 one day, and all the yeah. grass is yellow. Yeah. And uh, it's... it's And then... The, but the thing is, there's been this wind. So when you get a hot wind, it's like you're in a fan-forced oven. Yeah. You know... And then the storms come and, and it gets humid again. But uh, so, Okemo was actually a whole lot. We, we I think you're anticipating something real bad. And one friend said to me, "Oh, I don't think you should go." You know, but it was you know you kind of know what it is and you, you don't stress about it. And it's, a, it's already 107 at home. How about how much worse is it going to get? It wasn't that. No. Yeah. And then it, uh, it was a beautiful storm on Friday and it mm-hmm. all cooled down and we had a great time. Now you're back here on the West Coast for a while where it's fun. It's freezing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next on this tour? Where, where are you kind of... Uh, do, oh, do you tour full-time or do you kind of like go home and work and kind of... Is it back and forth? No, I tour full-time. I mean, yeah. I go home and work my business, you know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. uh, I, don't, uh, I don't have an agent or a manager, so I have to spend time at home to set up tours and, yeah. you know, do all the work required mm-hmm. with that. And, uh, and, you know, I like to be with my husband and my dogs and my chickens and my garden so I could tour more, but I have come to find that there are things that are more important than playing music, you know, which is nice. Because, you know, I mean, you can get really, for a lot of your life, you get really focused, like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to keep doing this, I've got to, you know, and, and your whole, it consumes you everything. And when right. you find good love and a good marriage, then it's really nice to find that that's more important than, mm-hmm. you know, your career. Right. So... Uh, I, I balance it and he comes with me sometimes and mm-hmm. um, but I love playing music and yeah. uh, I love playing music in America Americans are great uh, well educated musically yeah. and it's, a, it's an American music that I play mm-hmm. so there's a lot that I don't have to there's a lot that's understood with American audiences that Australian audiences um, you know it's, it's a different culture there and mm-hmm. it's a more a more of a top 40 focus and uh, I was going to so ask this, I mean this sort less of less of the folk tradition yeah less of the acoustic music tradition in Australia really mm. yeah. I mean it's there but it's a smaller population uh-huh. mm. yeah and here there's a I mean the whole when you call it singer songwriter folk Americana there's a nice big there's a nice big I think subculture to kind of support that wonderful yeah when I did this wood like this place yeah <laughs> you know. oh California's great yeah yeah, yeah. This Wood CD I did with a, with a guy in Nashville who's a session player, uh-huh. plays with Kenny Chesney on the, on the albums. Yeah. He's not a touring musician. Uh, you know, Keith, um, Toby Keith and Faith Hill and Tim McGraw and Taylor Swift. Plays on all those albums, but he's got his great studio at home and he does mm-hmm. session, you know. Mm-hmm. You can come in and... Um, so he's like, he said, nobody ever does this. And I was like, what? And he said, play their own guitar. And huh. and he's like and and I'm he's playing something. I said, can you play more like Doc Watson? And he goes, oh, I haven't heard that before. Probably not. Because <laughs> everyone doing... they want to sound like Taylor Swift, but they want to sound right, like they want Adele. That you know, they they're going for that thing. And uh, so then after a few days, he's like, so how do you make a living? You know, and I'm like, there is this whole folk scene in in America. People just out there, they're great. You, they'll never be famous. They've got a fan base. They make a living, and mm-hmm. they're just playing acoustic music, and anywhere they can. It's a whole yeah. sort of section of, of the music industry that is way under the, the commercial radar, 
Uh, yeah, he was like, how do you like living? <laughs> was he funny. wasn't even like really aware of it? No, not at all. Huh. No. Interesting. No. Yeah, I've got a buddy who, he, he's, he's back there now. He's been over there for a while and he's, he's doing, you know, he was kind of doing a thing out here that we're doing, but um, he's back there co-writing and having demos produced and kind of trying to fit into that. And it's what he wants to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a different world, I think. Yeah, and some people succeed. Yeah, yeah, Some absolutely. people do, but it, but, and uh, did hear a lady, a songwriter say, you know, that she'd been, you know, like us, just writing what we feel and, and mm -hmm. playing playing what we, is, is our story. Yeah. And then when she went to Nashville, she made that switch. She made that decision, I'm going to become the craftsperson mm. and craft the songs yeah. to be on the radio. Right. Because it's all decided by the programmers. Right. They decide what's going to get played. Mm -hmm. They go, nah, they can make a whole album. They make, they record whole albums, they give them to these radio programmers, they decide whether the album gets released. Because yeah. if they don't find anything they want to play, they're not going to spend all that money on releasing an album. Right. So it just gets shelved. Yeah. It's an incredible process. And now, where once, this guy that I recorded with, he said once people would come in and do a bunch of guitar vocal demos, mm -hmm. now they come in and they do a fully produced song. And that's the demo, and then they yeah, play that to the producer or the artist, and they go, "Oh yeah, I want it to sound just like that." So they just recreate the demo, which is fully produced. Mm -hmm. So it's like there's some musical imagination has been lost, and I think there, I think when money becomes involved, and it can be a lot of money, mm -hmm. so yeah. so there's a lot at stake. They yeah. don't want it. They don't take risks. Yeah, I know mm. somebody was talking to me about. Wouldn't you want to be a country? I go. I write songs about dogs and mules and taquerias and my, my hometown and you know it doesn't I don't think it's really going to fit the Nashville mold which is fine you know yeah and then, I mean Nashville's there's a lot of good stuff in Nashville you there know is. It's, it's very easy to be cynical about Nashville yeah because people don't achieve what they want in five seconds right and so they come and they go and and yeah. you know but but apart from that I mean there is the whole industry but apart from that there is a lot of great and diverse musicians mm -hmm. who are just out there working. There's a lot of people like you and I who are just touring artists who just do their stuff. The, yeah. the difference is that a lot of the musicians there are full-time musicians, right. and it's great to be around full-time musicians yeah. because it's there's a whole lot that's understood, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 So it's good for me to be in a town like that, to be amongst those people, you know, because I've always been in places where most people have got day jobs and they're they're doing music on the side As whereas when it's your bread and butter yeah. you uh, you know you got to be the best you can be yeah 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 i think to kind of close i think something you mentioned too about touring versus being on that that word i like the word balance you know having because you could just tour mm. full time and not see your husband and your, and, mm. your and the dogs and the chickens but mm. i think for, i don't know this may be the same for you but I think part of that balance is where I get a lot of my songwriting clutter from having that home sure. life. And, yeah. You know. And yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's nice to have it all. You know, it's nice. To, I take the husband and the dogs with me when I can. Nice. You know, my, my usually my dog Gypsy's with me when I'm driving. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I, I know I feel kind of naked without <laughs> without a family member <laughs> of some kind. I should have brought a dog to the station. <laughs> yeah. So to close, what kind of dogs do you have? Uh, we call, I'm a dog person. I yeah, we call them lucky dogs. Mm -hmm. I mean, Gypsy's a rescue from Oklahoma. She's a brown dog, a hound. Yeah. We make up breeds. She's an, a, an Oklahoma Australian. Oklahoma brown dog? <laughs> no, she's an Australian muscle hound. That's I her, like that. her breed. And Cora Liam. Cora Liam. 
She's a Tennessee corn dog. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Cora Barrel, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're good girls. Nice. And they're then good. I attract all the dogs that really want to come and live with us. I seem to, we've become a magnet for dogs in need of love. Even at the hotel the other day, this dog, a guy with, with his dog up in Davis, this poodle. Mm -hmm. Just a poodle, you know what I mean? It's just a big white poodle. And yeah. This guy was, it was doing something and I had my hotel door open and it saw me and it just sort of came over to say hello. Yeah. You know, and he just went apeshit and he was calling it, you know, killer or something. I don't know what it was called, but he's calling it and the dog's ignoring him completely. Yeah. And then he comes over and he, and he, and he hits it and he drags it back to his room and I'm sick of you. And he gives it a couple of smacks around the head and I, and I was going, no, you know, like, of course that dog doesn't want to be with him. Yeah, because you're an asshole. He just didn't know how to treat it. <laughs> right. You know, and I see this all the time. All you need to do is talk to dogs, I uh -huh. find. All you need to do is talk to them and tell them what you want. Uh -huh. Come here. Go there. This way. Like, you don't need well, to... Well, they want you to you be don't the need to yank them. They, have, they have to their place on the tack and then they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, uh -huh. I, it's like really the, the owners really need to be educated. Yeah. yeah. So my wife and I actually we work for we volunteer for a rescue organization. So we right. so we foster dogs and we get all these dogs with sort of these issues and kind of yeah. we socialize and do ya? Yeah. God, we just had a we just had a pit bull turn up at our place that decided Wow. It was you know, it was these hot days. Yeah. So it was like yeah. we put water out, you know. Yeah. She's she's hanging around at a distance. She's always at a distance somewhere and I put water out and then she was there the next morning, so I fed her. I didn't bring her into the yard. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, Oh, I'm gonna live here. You know, and I can't, we can't have three dogs. And, uh, you know, I've tried fostering before and I just... It's hard. Can't do it. Can't do it. Not for me. We're up to three, which is like kind of ridiculous. When oh, you, yeah. When you have four, your friends start talking. So right. Three, we, we just had when we actually finally found a home for, we had four dogs for like months and months and months. Anyway. Yeah. So. But when you have a pit bull in Tennessee, oh. oh boy, you know, we'll have it. I'll have it. Yep, yep, yep. Breeding, fighting. It was really hard as so I had to keep changing the terminology so I put it up on Craigslist. Yeah. I had to say, and then I put, send me a photo of the dog that you've lost. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Because they all wanted, people just want a pit bull. To either work their fighting dogs or fight it. They want to fight them or they want to breed them to fight or they use them as bait. Ew. It was amazing. It was really sickening. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. But on the happier end, so <laughs> your dogs are happy. <laughs> oh, they're great. Nice. They're good girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're good with the chickens, you know, we, they take, nice. they go into the coop and... Uh, that's like home's pretty good. <laughs> oh, very. And I mean, Nashville's great for growing food. Mm. We've got like a tomato jungle at the moment. Nice. My husband went through and... Uh, have you met Mans? No, no. Um, he went through the catalogue and because it's warm and rains a lot, uh -huh. so he just got all these tomato seeds of all different varieties and it, that's what's really satisfying. We don't, we don't feel a connection to that place on the earth right you know mm. it's like i say it's great to to live amongst musicians uh -huh. but the weather is like too too much too yeah. this way or that way or you it's know extreme it is and i'm an outdoors person i'd rather i love california you yeah. know i love it because it's chilly here you just put a bit of clothing on but you can yeah. have the doors open and the windows open and have the air come into the house yeah, and like i don't so want to live moderate. in a box you know so um, yeah, we won't we won't stay there. But it's I feel like because I haven't grown up in America, I, I'd like to spend some time living in Texas. Mm -hmm. You Just know, experience the culture and the yeah, thing. I like Texas. I like Texas. So we'll see. 
but I really like California and we do feel drawn back here yeah you know well you're well loved out here yeah totally I know I feel it and it and it I it hasn't changed because I've moved yeah you know that's really sweet right. really really it's good to come back yeah yeah, yeah. I always say it was funny because I always say I was born about a mile that way <laughs> I live about three miles that way nice well, yeah. what's that Dixie Chick song about you know they, they never move out of their long zip code way, taking the long way home yeah some people oh. remember at the beginning they, the people who don't move out of their the zip code they were born in or there's some yeah. cool line it's like yeah that really works for some people yeah you know if you you are established and you that's I I, I, I love that about people I'm not that person yeah but I love that my I have of my aunt that I married into Aunt Mary. Uh huh. You know she's that, and and yeah. we love going there because she's there. Right. You know, her home is ancient. Well, and, and when I was younger, I always wanted to like. In fact, I've read about this in a couple of times in songs. But I always wanted. I thought I'd move away and see. And then mm. as I got older, and then I got married. My wife's from here too. It's like there's really I'm I'm pretty much happy here. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's we're good kind to of know like that, isn't it? we're kind of like away from town, kind of semi rural. So it's kind of quiet. We, yeah. You can hear the coyotes on a good night, even yeah. though it's still technically in town. Yeah. It's like I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I think it's good, and I say that to Mez because we get all like, "Oh, let's go," you know. But yeah. I'm like, "No, look, we're happy when we're at home in Nashville. It's yeah. the first time I've owned a house, so let's just acknowledge that we are happy here at home yeah. together yeah. and in the garden." And so, it, you know, it's I know it's, I'm glad you have that. Yeah, yeah. things are good. Mm. Well, it's good talking to you finally. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> we talked about Many it for years a while. in the making. It's fun, the funny that these things. It seems like. It's always like a year of emails. Well, I can do it. Well, I mm. can't. And then people come back around. Mm, yeah. So, so good talking to yeah. you. We'll see you next time. Yeah, and thanks for the amp too. Sure. Right? sure. Oh, yeah. How was my amp last night? Was, oh, great. Well, well have you met Stewie? Come meet Stewie. No. He's a sweetie. You've got to come by, say hi, visit my amp. I'd forgotten about that little inside joke there, but um, Audrey was touring the Bay Area with a duo. Uh, Camille and Stewie and Stewie French borrowed my amp for the weekend, my Carvin acoustic amp, and he's quite a guitar player and probably made that amp sound better than I've ever made it. And while we're talking uh, links and CDs and music, you can find out about Camille at Stewie at CamilleAndStewie.com. It's C-A-M-I-L-L-E and S-T-U-I-E.com. They're just a beautiful harmonies, great guitar playing, kind of a Western swing kind of thing um it's a great record too and you can f- i'll link them on the podcast too and uh speaking of physical versus cds versus mp3s i'm uh holding a cd in my hand and you know i'm no luddite but i gotta tell you handling a physical record uh you know it's tactile you can look at it you can read it um yeah you gotta store them but there's something to be said for the beauty of a little record um and over here is resurrection moon so they're all here up on my desk uh, anyway, that was Audrey Ald, finally here on the on the Songs and Stories podcast. And Audrey, if you're listening, thank you for making the time. Um, it was great to meet you and finally get a chance to chat about music and CDs and chickens and dogs and uh, all the cool stuff you do. So once again, this was Songs and Stories episode number 120. I'm Michael Gaither. And again, we were talking with Audrey Ald, talking about her new releases, the, uh, the EP Wood, the Woody Guthrie sort of inspired tribute, and... Her compilation, Resurrection Moon. You can find both of those at AudreyAld.com. I'll link those in the podcast. And do check them out. She's a great singer and songwriter. And if you get a chance to see her live, even better. Uh, Coming up next on the next episode of Songs and Stories, we're going to go revisit a couple of friends that were here a couple of years ago. Uh, Lori Jennings and Dana Keller. 
better known as Jennings Keller. Great duo out from Florida, and they spend about half the year planning their trip to the West Coast, and the other half of the year getting out here and playing and playing along the way. So we'll, uh, there's some serious road warriors that travel in this big RV to, to make it out here and get back home. So we'll be talking to them in a few weeks here on Songs and Stories. Uh, once again, I'm Michael Gaither, and if you want to find more about this podcast or other episodes or what I'm up to, I have a new record out too. We'll talk about that pretty soon too. You can go to michaelgaither.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com. And again, you can learn more about Audrey Auld at A-U-D-R-E-Y-A-U-L-D.com. You can also just go to my website, look for all the links, and just click and click and click and click and learn all about Audrey Auld. I think we'll close with, um, instead of my theme music, I think I'll fade that out. And I'll close with one of the, or a bit of, one of the new songs here from her new record. Um, This is a song called Everything Be Alright. It's a beautiful song. So I'll give you a little piece of that. And if you like it, because you will, go to Audrey Hall and uh, pick up the record. And uh, once again, I'm Michael Gaither. Thank you for listening to Songs and Stories. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. I've been waiting for my mother to call me Waiting every day You know she never dials my number It's such a long way Strangely disconnected From the woman who gave me her smile As I'm waiting for her call I wonder the child If I could just cast off If I could just throw out If I could just let go And leave no doubt If I could just undo All that's gone before Everything Be alright See I fell into A river of love once Swam Against the tide Washed up, bruised, busted Lucky I survived Now I might test the water Oh, but nothing feels the same It's not that I don't trust now I just don't trust the pain If I could just think less If I could just laugh more just give up what I'm dying for If I could just stand up and say no more Everything would be alright If I could just forgive If I could just give in If I could just say yeah Let it all sing